Hello, everybody. I'm Ron Cruz. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Philippine shares began the week in a muted fashion, dropping ahead of key central bank meetings around the world. And here at home, we have more from Michelle Ong. Asian markets picked up in Monday trade in a week that will boil down to global central banks meeting for the last time this year and their ability and willingness to provide further stimulus next year to ease what the IMF expects is the slowest global growth in a decade. Consensus expectations is that uh, the, the bias now is for more policy rate cuts moving forward. But then again, as we, as we can see, uh, a lot of it is really contingent on how the trades path is going to progress. On the local front, at least we don't have that overhang, or at least we're looking to not have that overhang of a budget impasse. So the budget is on track to be passed this year. So I think global uh, growth for the domestic market should actually improve. Uh, throughout the, ne- the next year. So at least for us, we are relatively more insulated. The BSP not expected to make any more policy adjustments this year. As for the PSE index, it ended the list's trade down by a third of 1%, settling at 77.79. The market has never, has not traded for the last 10, 11 years in this kind of a, of a range. And I think 2020 is going to be a boom year. I, I think this is a floor. The, the 2019 has been a floor and not a ceiling. In corporate stories, Cebu Land Master staying bullish boosted its land back 36% to 1.2 million square meters this year. The property is expected to get around 50 billion pesos in investments. The acquisitions are in the city of Cebu, Davao, Bacolod, Iloilo, Ormoc, Dumaguete, and Bohol. 21% of the total land area acquired are joint ventures, which according to the company allows it to access high-value sites without the intensive capital outlay. Meanwhile, Injepsia's Double Dragon and the Gokongwei Group's Robinson's Land are jointly developing a one-hectare extension of the Bridgetown Libis. The venture will be owned 50-50 by both parties. The development will include the construction of a Robinson's Double Dragon Square consisting of both retail and office components. And shares of water concessionaires Manila Water and Metro Pacific, as well as DMCI, which are behind Manila, extended their slump, still reacting to the president's tirades last week against what he called onerous water contracts. Meanwhile, Campos family-led food and beverage conglomerate Del Monte Pacific posts a $37.4 million or nearly 2 billion pesos in losses in the August to October period. The company cites one of expenses due to the closure of four of its 10 plants in the U.S. and weak sales in America. At least sales in the Philippines stayed strong up 9%. Without the one-offs, net profit would double to around $16 million. Another silver lining, the company expects immediate and ongoing savings of about 50 to 60 million over the next two years. That's around 700 points from where the index closed today. Looking ahead, Goldman Sachs in its 2020 outlook has assigned a neutral weighting to Philippine equities with 2020 year-end target of 8,500. Earnings per share growth also expected at 12%, while GDP is seen rebounding to 6.5%. Indonesia, Taiwan, Hong Kong and Singapore also got a neutral rating, while China, India and Korea are overweight. Malaysia, Thailand and Australia, underweight. 
Michelle ABS-CBN News. Credit rating agency Fitch sees weak growth and higher margins to be the main pressures for banks in emerging markets next year. Fitch Ratings head of South and Southeast Asian banks, Tanya Gold, says she sees Indonesia, India and China particularly at risk for slower growth. Fitch, meanwhile, maintains a stable outlook for both the Philippine economy and local banks. Gold believes loan growth could see an uptick as the gross domestic product also improves in 2020. But she adds profits may moderate as credit costs increase. To the downside, it would be from excessive risk-taking. So should loans continue to grow um, well above internal capital generation and GDP growth? And there was general excessive risk-taking. Obviously, the banks are moving into some higher, potential higher risk segments, such as SME and consumer, which are untested through a cycle. But as long as there isn't a downturn in that cycle, any worsening of asset quality should just continue to gradually come through. The Philippines sees higher tourist arrivals for the first 10 months of 2019. The tourism department says over 6.8 million tourists arrived in the Philippines from January to October, which is 15% higher compared to the same period last year. That figure, though, is still more than a million away from government's target of 8.2 million. South Korea was the Philippines' top source of tourists, with 1.6 million arrivals. It's followed by China, the U.S., Japan and Taiwan. Tourism Secretary Bernadette Romulo Puyat attributes the growth in arrivals to improved air connectivity, intensified marketing, promotions, among others. The Philippine offshore gaming operators are Progo Industry taking a hit in the country's richest city. That's after the Makati city government imposed an indefinite ban on applications from new Pogo service providers. As Warren Guzman tells us, at least one lawmaker hopes other cities will implement a similar ban. After successive police operations to break up prostitution rings catering to Chinese employees of Philippine offshore gaming operators in Makati, Mayor Abigail Binay announced an indefinite ban on new pogos in the city. Hindi naman natin sinasabi na yung pogo players mismo ang nagdadala ng mga ito. It's just that there are some elements now trying to take advantage of the influx of these people. Despite this clarification, a group of experts on Chinese-Filipino relations fears the ban will be misinterpreted by the public, especially after a new SWS survey revealed a majority of Filipinos are in fact worried about the rising number of Chinese workers in the Philippines. The Integrated Development Studies Institute says Chinese workers are being demonized despite bringing billions of pesos into the Philippine economy while taking up jobs that cannot be occupied by Filipinos because of specific requirements, such as being fluent in Mandarin. Colliers International says it is tough for government to separate the good from the bad, and it's likely other cities will follow Makati's lead soon. I think it, it will put pressure on the local governments to act on... Um, various incidents that are happening in their own localities. Colliers adds Makati's ban won't have any negative effects because the city's office buildings are already full with just a 1% vacancy rate. Instead, the ban is expected to have an immediate impact on office rent. There's one building that with a floor of vacancy along Ayala that's open to Pogo. Meron ngang isang building dyan na Ang asking rent na is 2,000 pesos per square meter kumpara sa market uh, standard na mga 1,300 to 1,400 pesos per square meter. 
Senator Joel Villanueva has long been a critic of Pogos. He is hoping other Pogo hotspots will follow Makati's lead soon. Makati, however, stresses the ban is only on new operators and the existing Pogos in Makati, some 300 including service providers, are legal and are actually providing the city with some 200 million pesos in annual revenues. Lahat naman itong mga Pogo operators natin ngayon are compliant with our zoning rules, the, uh, yung PAGCO rules on, on the matter as well as um, yung sa Bureau of Immigration and the BIR with regard to their taxes and uh, immigration permits. So we're just uh, putting a cap. Regulator PAGCOR, meanwhile, says it will respect Makati's order, but it doubts other cities will do the same. PAGCOR chairperson Andrea Domingo says cities actually want to open up to Pogos, considering the revenues and business these may bring to their areas. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. Philippine House Speaker Alan Peter Caetano confirms lawmakers are almost done reconciling the House and Senate versions of the proposed 2020 national budget. Senate Finance Committee Chair Sunny Angara earlier said the national budget is 90 to 95 percent reconciled. Caetano assures the public both chambers are working extra hard to make sure the budget is passed on time. The House Speaker also stressed the importance of making sure the budget addresses the priorities of the country. Analysts have said the Philippine economic growth momentum largely depends on timely budget passage. The delayed passage of the 2019 budget slowed the country's growth. And that's Mrs. Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content for shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.